The MX Vice Show. Welcome to episode 103, 103 of the MX Spy Show podcast. I'm your host, Lewis Phillips, and we are back, finally, again, another little break, uh, Indonesia, travel, obviously, and then uh, my co-host, James Burfield, was a little delicate again with his illness and such, so, you know, you've got to deal with these things, you've got to work through them, but we are back and ready to, dis- ready to discuss all things MXGP, Pro Motocross, and the Motocross of Nations, because that rather small matter is only two months away now and a bit two months and a bit away now so plenty going on there as well thank you to fly racing liat scott sports rentful manscaped planet motor holidays props racing parts mxgp tv even strokes asterix knee braces and armor nutrition for their continued support of the mx vice show and other things going on within mx vice Coming up, we have Leah Ask Vice Anything, of course, uh, the Planet Motor Bombshell of the Week, Armour You Smarter Than a Birth, and all of the regular nonsense that you've known, come to know and love with the MX Vice Show podcast. Part one is, of course, presented by Fly Racing, who have redefined expectations in safety and performance with the Formula Helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes, as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rion technology, Conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's Advanced Impact System, AIS, introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1290 grams, we believe the Formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Formula helmet has changed the game. Uh, Max Anstey still using the Fly Racing Formula helmet now with Firepower Honda. He went 5-5 at the weekend and did quite well. Uh, fairly impressive. Conrad Muse won uh, the sixth round of the British Championship on Sunday, again using the Fly Racing Formula helmet. So you'll find the Fly Racing Formula helmet around the world doing various things, successful things, and you too can join that movement with exactly the same groundbreaking helmet that the professional riders are wearing. There's no difference for the pros you can get exactly the same masterpiece on your head. Fly Racing USA on social media to check out everything that's going on with those guys. And of course, as you'd expect, uh, exciting things coming up in the next couple of months, 2023-wise. So yeah, a lot to look out for there. Thank you to Fly Racing. As I mentioned at the top of the show, I'm your host, Lewis Phillips. It's Tuesday, the 12th of July. The MXGP of Czech Republic is rapidly approaching obviously indonesia has been and gone and with me to discuss everything going on in the world at the moment is james burfield hello lewis phillips how are you not so great how about yourself uh on top of the world uh no i'm i'm, I'm good it's uh it's been a tough old uh few weeks just because of the uh the illness still kicking in and everything else but you're really um, screwing us over not as uh tough a few weeks as you've had um with no gps how have you coped it's not really been that long because oh, I mean, I got back from Indonesia quite 
late in the week. So I haven't had like, um, it's been like, whatever. I mean, there's been two pro motocross rounds. So I was going to go to Southwick. I tried my very best, but um, the hotels were godly expensive. Can I just ask, what does a Lewis Phillips do with no motocross? Well, there's pro- like I just said, there's been pro motocross. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm saying that that's probably taken up sort of maybe four hours of your time watching it. Um, not, not, what not what did uh, Lewis Phillips do in, in the in-between times? It doesn't take up four hours of your time when you've got all of the pre-shows, post-shows, all of that to watch and listen to and figure out. Look at the results, look at the lap times, look at the lap charts. Lot, lots You can kill a lot of time. Really? Does that answer your question? So you, so you basically spent the last two weeks doing that? Well, you've got to stay on top of what's going on in the world, James. Okay. I pride myself on knowing exactly who did what in America, lap time-wise, everything, knowing the no-names outside of the top 30, but who also posted some occasional impressive lap times. Um, I, I pride myself on that. That's, what I, that's my USP. I think that's why you, uh, you were attracted to me. <laughs> I'm a... T- <laughs> 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 that's why I'm attracted to you. Oh, you were at the beginning. You kind of died down a bit now, wasn't it? <laughs> Sorry. I, I, oh, as in a, a professional sense. In a professional manner, James. Right, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yes. Um, how is uh, mum and Dougie? Because I've heard of uh, nothing from them. Are they okay? Uh, I don't know why you'd mention that, because you know that immediately puts me in a very shit mood with you, and we're at the top of the show, so you don't want to start the show like that, because now I'm going to have the arse with you for the rest well, of the Well, you spent show. a lot of time at home, so... Um... Having a tour, but that's fine, James. We don't need to talk about that. Let's move on! Um, <laughs> so touchy. Have you, uh, have you been watching Pro Motocross? Um, I, I've missed a weekend, actually. I, mean, it's, I missed, it's quite I missed a... Southwick, but... Um, uh, the reason being is because uh, I was actually doing doing DIY. Okay. We don't care, but so what, so give that. me a recap. What happened? Uh, it was Sandy. Yep. Hot. Tomac and Jet One. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and you're telling me this is what six hours? Yes. Uh, no. It's um. You know what? I want. I've got something to say on that. I want to say this. Obviously, Tomac's doing very well at the moment. Uh, five moto wins in a row. I think his record in the 450s is seven moto wins in a row. So a 1-1 this weekend at Millville will match that, which speaks to just how good he is in his first year on the Yamaha outdoors. Um, but I will say this. Everyone's banging on. Tomac's the favorite for the title. Tomac's the one with the momentum, which he is. Blah, blah, blah. I am all aboard the Sexton bandwagon. Really? I am. I. I believe. Like I. I. I severely believe. Like I. I am a full-fledged believer, and I think he's going to win a championship. My gut feeling. What I've seen the last two weeks on arguably Tomac's best tracks, if not the best tracks, definitely in the top three. Um, uh, Southwick, for example, second moto went from what ninth, tenth to second in the dying stages on a track that's never really been Sexton's bag. What I've seen, heart, the desire. Even even just for speed, everything. I think I think it's going to happen for him if he can just continue doing what he's doing. I think it will happen, especially obviously last uh, the tracks in the latter stages of a championship suit Sexton more. So that's coming up. Uh, the pendulum will swing, and like I say, just what I've seen, especially in the latter stages of the moto. For some reason, Southwick. If there's one thing that concerns me, the first half of each moto at Southwick were quite slow for Sexton. 
But then in the second half, he found seconds a lap when others were tiring and just motored on by guys. So that's encouraging. Maybe needs to work on uh, intensity at the beginning of a race, getting into the groove a little bit quicker, which is actually surprising because I feel like if the, the MO with Sexton is raw, explosive bursts of speed that can occasionally end up in just a ball of flames crash. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm all on. I'm all in on the, on the bandwagon. That's great. So, uh, Chase, if you're listening to this, um, Lewis is available uh, 24-7 for any hints, tips. And uh, if you're looking for intensity, Lewis will bring the fire. I think this, what you're forgetting here, James, is this is quite a valuable <laughs> statement. Please, please tell this me. Is coming. Um, this, is this knowledge straight from Hanson Dorset? This is, no, this is, wait, I don't, what, what do you mean knowledge? I haven't said anything other than literally, I've just talked about his rides. I don't know where you're getting on this advice thing. I literally was just talking about his rides. Uh, anyway. Lewis does have a new app called Coach Moto. Uh, yeah, like again, you always do. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't offering advice. I was literally <laughs> analyzing what he was doing at the races. It will be available in two weeks with Lewis Nose. But you, uh, anyway, um, anyway, we're working on a marketing pack at the moment, and it'll be with you soon. The fact that I back Chase Sexton is a valuable thing. Why? Do you want to know why it's valuable? Because you're a glory hunter. Because I am the welder, the man <laughs> who discovered oh the Watson wagon. When he was nothing more than a couple of wheels and a chassis. I was and, the and welder who dropped down my mask. I drew, uh, chassis. Chassis. The same thing, chassis. Chassis. The same thing. I was the man who walked into that shed. There was a couple of wheels dotted around and I <laughs> pulled down my welder's mask and went, oh, there's God. a wagon here. I can see it. Discovered the Watson wagon when he was just doing laps around trash cans in the street. And I was like, there's talent here. I can, I can take this to the top. And here I we just, are today. I just feel sorry for that Watson wagon because it's been in and out of that shed. Like nobody's business over the last oh. three, four years. Well, You're like hot and cold. I, do you know what's getting, do you know what's wrong with Ben's head? You. That's what's wrong with it. Because one minute you want him and he feels, oh, Lewis loves me. And the next minute you're questioning him. I've never questioned. I've, yes, I've, I'm there. I see, hot, the, I hot, see it. Hot and cold. But anyway, I'm the welder. That's my new nickname, the welder. Mm. Anyway, um, yeah, so just I, that was on my mind this week, and I wanted to do uh, just express uh, my thoughts on that. Um, I want to talk about Locket because the entry list got released this morning. Okay. And they open up a smorgasbord of talking points. Please talk. Where would you like to go first? MXGP, MX2, or EMX? Well, um, given that you like to start in a hierarchical order, would you like to start MXGP and work your way down? Okay. Well, MXGP, 40 riders. Good. Wow. Um, okay. Well, obviously, this is on the entry list, so maybe 35 turn up, but still, the fact that 40 riders have entered is good. Yep. That's great. Um, Kevin Bruman moving up to the 450. Hakan Fredrickson moving up to the 450. Conrad Muse moving up to the 450. Um, oh, wow. Uh, Kulas filling in for Geben. Um, and then some other stuff. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and the rest. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, but so there's a trend at the moment in MXGP. The cool thing to do is leave MX2 early. Kevin Bruman. Matteo Guardini, 
Hakan Fredrickson. Muse is a little different because he does have to go up at the end of the year, but still. Um, well, Hakan Fredrickson is absolutely massive. He, I mean, he, that kid could have been on a 450 when he was 13. I'll tell you what as well. There are people in the paddock who are watching Hakan Fredrickson. Oh, he's huge. Factory-wise. Yeah, no, he's huge. No, no, he's, not, he's not watching him because they want to see the huge guy. No, no, fact, he, are... he is a massive talent. He, he's going to do great things. Okay, I'll finish my sentence. There are people in the paddock who are going to be watching Hakan Fredrickson this weekend, factory-ride-wise, factory um, because there are people who are intrigued to see what he does. And also, obviously, knowing that you can get him quite cheap as well, because he's not going to be demanding a lot. Um so yeah, uh, that'll be interesting. But back to my original point, there is a trend at the moment where you get out, where people are getting out of MX2 sooner than it's time. And to be honest, I back that because as I've said for quite a while, that age rule isn't that bad in MX2 because typically, if you're good, you're out of MX2 by 23 anyway. No, like, no, um, no, I guess it's not true that no, but the, a lot of the generational talents, they're out of there by the time they're 20, 21. Um, so I think it's wise, especially if you've got the backing, I think it's wise for these guys to get out of MX2, start learning sooner, because then you're kind of got more control over your career versus being versus being forced out of MX2. Wouldn't you rather do it when you have the control? Yeah, Obviously. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That that relieves pressure. That means you ride better upon your debut. That means that you then catch more eyes. You by moving up as well unforced, but it's more of a talking point podcast like this, which means you get more attention. I think the positives to Again, this comes back to what I was saying. Fair play to these riders, XXX and X, for not doing the glory hunting thing and staying in the easier class, sacking up and going, right, if I'm going to have a future in this sport, I'm going to have to be in this class. I might as well figure it out now and see if, it's gonna, if it can work. Yeah. Well, um, do you think, like, Ruben Fernandez, like, what he's done in his rookie year, do you think that is kind of spurred on uh, MX2 riders to say, I was battling this guy in MX2 last year. Now he's top five in MXGP. So do, do you think he's kind of like maybe not inspired him, but he's kind of gave them the the insight to like, do you know what? You can do this. Maybe. But I also think this, these things go in waves. I think like right now the hot thing is to leave MX2 early. In three years time, the hot thing will be to stay in MX2 as long as possible. Like I feel like it just, these things go in, like it's a trend at the moment. These things do go in trends. Um, obviously, who knows how they'll do? I don't think I'd be surprised to see any of them in the top ten. Um, I'm not exactly sure. So before Conrad Muse got injured in May, I think it was May um, with the collarbone. Yeah, yeah, uh, he was in line to be the Diga 450 fill-in rider. And after the injury, I got told the Diga were going to wait for him. He's not on the entry list as a Diga rider. There's no team listed, but it does say KTM, obviously, which isn't a surprise. He's on a KTM at the moment. Yeah. Um, I think, from what I hear, he will be on Diga because also Diga were desperate for a fill-in rider. So why wouldn't, if they weren't going to wait for Conrad, then they would have just picked someone else up. Um, but yeah, that'd be interesting because... So you think that could be just an admin error on the entry list that he, well, he, or he maybe could be lined up as Diga? Teams do control the entry list a little bit and they what like that might be a thing that Diga have done on purpose so they can announce the news themselves versus having the entry list announce it. 
That would make sense. Yeah, lots. Of, I know a lot of teams have done that in the past, like left or even some teams haven't entered the rider so that it's not on the entry list and no one knows, like blah, blah, blah. Um, I am extremely interested to see how Conrad does. Like, I, this is genuinely one of the most interesting things ever to me because we all know Conrad. We all know the potential. We all know the struggles. We all know everything in between. I have no idea how this will go. Literally no idea. It could be third or it could be 30th. I, li- exactly. I literally have no idea. And I'm so interested because, like, yeah, I, I can't even sit here and make a prediction. I mean, if, if I wanted to make a prediction, I'd go safe and say he'll be 15-15. I feel like that's a safe prediction. Not too amazing, but also not bad. Um, actually, no, maybe I'd if I wanted to go safe, maybe I'd say, eh, no, no, 15-15, I think is fair. I can't imagine he'll be like knocking on the top 10, can you? Like I said, third or 30th. Yeah, but we don't. I, yeah, but we. No, to be fair, no, because he, he he rarely knocks on the top five in MX2, so he's not going to knock on the top ten in MXGP, is he? Third or thirtieth. But I am genuinely so interested to see what happens there because, like I say, no idea. Um, I think out of those riders, I think Fredrickson will do the best. Yeah, out of Bruman, Fredrickson, and Muse, you think Fredrickson's going to be the one? Yeah. Well, also Fredrickson's um. What, I think they made this decision like six weeks ago. So he's been riding a 450 for some time. Um, he has Fernandez to ride with. So that's a good litmus test. Um, and yeah, generally, I just think Fredrickson will be the guy. I think Fredrickson could go uh, 12, 9, 10, 13, something like that. Really? Hovering around the top 10? I'd imagine he will be 10 to 15 overall, but somewhere Ooh. between there. Look at you. Um, Look at you, Mr. Optimist. Well, you know, who is this one, Lewis Phillips? There's one thing that people say about me, James, is that I'm too positive. <laughs> you know, when you've got a reputation that you can't escape, everywhere I go, it's like, oh, there's Lewis Phillips. He's just too positive. Just Mr. Positive. Just uh, the ray of sunshine that the everyone needs. The amount of people that come The amount of people that say it. That, that want to talk about your positiveness is unbelievable. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm inundated with phone calls each week. I have to field them now. I just. Some people say that I'm such a ray of sunshine. Hello? Is, look- is that James? Uh, I'd just like to complain that Lewis is way too positive. <laughs> yep, that, yep. I'll tell him to calm the fuck down. We, um... Uh, I won't... I'm not, I don't, I'm not gonna say more... I'm not gonna say more until I see how it goes. Yeah. But FYI, everyone, I am gonna be getting a slap on the wrist in Locket. There has been... <laughs> <laughs> there is a scheduled meeting purely for me to get a slap on the wrist for being too negative too so, positive i'll Mr. talk about positive. that once i see how that goes i'll talk about it but yeah there is a scheduled meeting in locket for me to get a slap on the wrist so um and i will walk in and go i don't understand why i'm here because i'm known as being super positive <laughs> i even i even wear my positive pants I just walk in and be like, the sun is shining, the track looks beautiful, the paddock is amazing. What a day to be alive! Like, just that's that is me in a nutshell. That's that how is I walk so around. you, yeah. Um, um anyway, uh, also, like I said, MXGP Kulas is filling in for Geben. Interested by this because a lot of people who go to the British Championship say that Kulas is riding better than ever. Remember, Kulas does have one podium finish to his name, Latvia 2015, when he was 
ironically, filling in for the um, Nastan Husqvarna team in MX2. They got third overall that weekend. Um, but a lot of people say that Kulas is riding better than ever in the British Championship. And a lot of people say, obviously he's battling with Tommy. A lot of people say that Tommy is riding better than he has in years and years. So curious, I, I'm going to use Kulas as a, as a, again, a bit of a gauge as to where Tommy would be in MXGP. So I'm interested to see how that plays out as well. Hmm. Yeah, Although I... maybe not this weekend, because if you remember, uh, Tommy's last year of MXGP when he filled in for Factory Kawasaki, this uh, locket was his first appearance and he set the fastest lap time at a qualifying race and did like ridiculously well. So maybe locket, Kulas and Tommy isn't a fair comparison, but you still, you get an idea. Yeah. No, okay. You know, yeah. Uh, um, one thing I was going to run past you was Ferrato back after broken leg. Yeah, I believe so. That's, and also, look, I think Lupino's back. Um, all the riders who were ill in Indonesia, they've got a chance to recover. It's a new, it's a, it's a new day. It's a new dawn. It's, it's a like new, new GP. Life. It's, it's a, like a new, it's a new day. It's a new dawn. It's a new life. It's the start of, of 2023 MXGP. I have a spring in my step. And that could be dangerous for everybody. You know, it's such a good day to be alive, James. Yeah. I'm so happy to be talking to you today. Uh, I want to know some silly season gossip. We must have some. That's, that's great. We're not, um, we did that on the last show. I'm not there yet. Thanks for trying to host the show though. Appreciate that. Um, so also Lockett, MXGP wise. Oh, so boring. Prado, ha Prado is pretty hot at Lockett. Um, won MXGP there last year. He took the red plate there in MX2 in 2018. And I believe he won MX2 there in 2018 and 2019. Um, so curious to see what comes of him this weekend. And I think I may have a theory as to why he's not quite 100% close, but not quite firing on all cylinders as, as we would all expect. Um, remember after he won in Portugal, when I interviewed him and he said that before that win, he hadn't won in X amount of races. And it was playing on his mind. He felt sick on the start line. The pressure of, I need to break this streak and I need to win, yep. was just getting to him. Obviously, it's now been uh, 10 GPs since he last won, 8 GPs since he last won. I wonder if he slipped back into the same mental space. So you think that, that that's really starting to play on his mind? Nope. I said, I wonder if he has slipped back into the mental space. Mm-hmm. I didn't say that you just literally, I just told you one thing and you literally just threw it back to me. That's my job. <laughs> literally, you know, I just went to you, I think the sky is blue today. And you went, right, you think the sky is blue. Got you. Understand. Like, yeah. Okay, that's my job. Um, but yeah, obviously, uh, Lockett would, on paper, Lockett is a geyser track. So maybe geyser just goes 1 1. Although, also, Fevra is fairly hot at Lockett. And he's going to be. He would have been riding more. He's going to be way more fitter. Uh, can you see him going? Can you see him taking the win? No, but a Fevra guys a Prado podium. Uh, but then, but then last year Sewer was struggling all year long. But the second moto at Lockett, he was on fire. So also quite good for him. You know what? We might. You know what? How we, can people say we are? I am. Sorry. How can people say I am negative? I think I've just excited everyone for this weekend. No, no, you are really negative. Um, like, so much so that it, you actually put me off watching MXGP this year. Well, don't say that, because now my slap on the wrist will get me hard. will be harder. <laughs> you like it hard? <laughs> um, no, but seri no, seriously, uh, it might be quite a... It might be quite a... Um, uh, wide open weekend. Anyway, MX2. 
For, maybe this is where the negativeness comes in. Oh. 40 riders in MX2, no EMX. Lewis Phillips, everyone. What do you mean, no EMX? There's no EMX, and there are 40 riders in MX2. Oh, God. Someone has been yelling about this. But I who? can't think who. Who? Who? Am I right? Right, so what's the entry list in MX2? 40. I just said that twice. Any significant riders? Uh, Maxime Grow, Grau is moving up from EMX250 for one week only. Uh, Talviku. Uh, Magnus Smith. Oriel Oliver. Conan. Lucas Conan. He's moving up. That's interesting. That's Weckman. cool. McCle- Cand- Camden McClellan. Yep. Spies. Spies. Joel Rizzi back. So actually, yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of uh, EMX riders moving up to MX2 because it's an off week. It's going to be good to it. see two lots of forty on the line as well. I don't want to say it, James, but I feel like I might have to. Was I right? This makes me want to get in my truck and drive to Czechoslovakia. Yeah, but am I right? Have I been right all along? Sorry, Czech Republic. Have people have people been telling me that I'm negative, and in fact, I'm just correct? Lewis, maybe it's you what inspires the changes. I don't think that's the case. I don't based think on it is as well. I was just, I was just trying the... to make you feel better. If that was the case, why would I be getting a slap on the wrist? Um, Maybe you're getting a love hug and not a slap on the wrist. I don't know. But yeah, uh, interesting. 40 riders in MX2 and no EMX. So right, there you go. Um, moving down the entry list more because there's a lot for me. There's a lot that sparked my little uh, memory bank with this. Um, are you memory, some... Did you say memory bank? Memory bank. Okay. Do you want to hear something special little place which involves no women? You'll um you'll like this. This will be a good talking point for you because you'll go off on this. Guess answer this question. Okay. In EMX 65. Jesus. Are there more British riders or or Turkish riders? Well, you've just set me up. Well, you just give me it's gonna be Turkish riders, isn't it? Yeah, it wasn't a quiz. It really wasn't that serious a quiz. Yeah. There are two Turkish riders and only one British rider. EMX 65. Really? There are two. No, three. There are three Bulgarian riders. When you think uh, of the, the quality of 65 there is riders, a South, there, there is one South African rider. Crazy. Wow. What, what country is ROU? ROU? Yeah, there's three of them. I don't actually know. <laughs> Hold on. It's, it can't be Romania, can it? No, that's well, that was my first thought. Oh, it is Romania. Three Romanian riders. And we got Harry Dell. Well, to be honest, Harry Dell would do very well. But you're, you're not, that's not my point. My point is, and to be fair, it's not just a British thing. There are a shit ton of Latvian riders, a shit ton of Estonian riders, a Finnish rider... Yeah, but the crazy thing is, is we don't lack quality on a 65 and 85 in this country. No, but country. we do lack desire. Well, that, that's, that, again, it maybe it's the cost thing. No, because if you want to find a way, you can find a way. There are banks that can be robbed. Do you know what I find interesting on this, um, on this list as well? Uh, Hutt and Metal have got three riders. In what? 65. Yeah, but I don't... I don't know if that, like, because that's Hut and Metal, AK Bow Racing. That's yeah, but still, to... Hut and Metal are investing in, in the youth. That's oh, cool. Right, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Kudos. 
two Austrian riders, but there's not so many French, there's not so many Italian, there's not so many Dutch, there's no Belgian, there's one British. It's I've said this for a while. Look at the EMX classes from 250 down to 65. All of the talent is coming from Northern Europe. Uh, Norway, Latvia, Estonia, Finland, I can't Sweden, believe. all of those countries. And I don't know why. I can't believe the amount of riders from Latvia and Estonia. Lucas Leok as well. And like, I would imagine that getting to Czech, yeah, getting to Czech from Latvia is way more expensive than it is getting from Britain, France, Germany, Belgium, Netherlands, Italy, etc., etc. No Spanish riders. Uh, 85 is the same. There is Spanish riders in 65. I didn't, I've already gone off it. Um, Yeah, but you've just missed out on on possibly, um, you know, some very, very cool names. Do you want me to hit you? No, because we don't care. Jorge Salvador. What's your goddamn name? No, you're just trying to lean on the Indonesia funniness, and it's not funny because that's just a European name. Um, EMX 85 is similar. I don't know what's Mul- wrong with you. Multiple Estonians, Polish riders, Latvian riders, Lithuanian riders, Swedish riders, Finnish riders. Why? Why? Excuse me, but why are you banging on the English? Is it because you're you're English and you're disappointed that there's n- not no, many? No, this has been a thing for a while, hasn't it? And I'm not even actually saying so much about. I'm I'm, I'm I use that as the the starting block for my argument. But because actually, I, w- I will say there isn't that many French riders. Oh my god! Were there's you only... listening? F- oh my! Oh my god! There's oh only god. four. That's brilliant, James. Were you listening five minutes ago when I said there were no British, French, Dutch, Belgian, no, uh, Italian you... riders? I to listed honest, all of those just... countries. You just talk a lot, so I ignore most of it. Yeah, I listed all of those countries and said, really, there's none of those, and all of the talent is coming from Northern Europe. Yeah. That's what I said. So thank you for catching up. It's like, bloody, you're listening to this on a tape delay. Hmm. If only only I knew a journalist that could go, like, you know, deep dive into why is uh, Eastern European motocross. Well, what do you want me to do? Go and camp there, live there for a year and research the ways of life don't know i'm going to talk to some parents you know you really get, want me to get go and some talk to, that's your bag talking to parents just go in go in there and get the uh you know the insight into what's going on in the country and why it's being so supportive who knows i don't know that just sounds like a job for a journalist also strange um do you know what i'm going to czechoslovakia czech republic yeah. Even, uh, <laughs> it's actually called czechia now oh for fuck's sake why do they keep changing it are you sure why does it still say Czech Republic on the? Well, I think it's I think list. it's got two names. It's called Czech Republic and or Czechia. Czechia. Because two years ago I called it the MXGP of Czechia, and you absolutely ripped. You had a massive go at me and said that's not even the name of the country. And then I googled it and showed you that it was in fact the name <laughs> of the country. That sounds like something I'd do. <laughs> yeah, you proper ripped into me. I remember it as well because I was thinking this utter prick. Did it hurt? It, <laughs> no, it... no. I just remember thinking this absolute prick has no idea what he's talking about but he's just trying to wave his bloody um wait around um but no also uh, emx two strokes back this weekend one round only now uh have they got 40 on the line they got 48 or something jesus 44. but again that's weird so this is this is why i want to talk about this because i don't care about two strokes who does but jamie law but so last year when this was a championship, they were really struggling for entries. Really struggling for entries. Now it's a one event thing. There are 44 riders on the line. So maybe EMX Open, but an EMX Open does get good entries every week. 
But still, maybe this is a little insight into ways that EMX can prosper as a little as a uh, as more miniature championships, yeah, rather than uh, longer championships that involve more costs. Yeah, definitely. I think I think with all this, you you, you have to. I th- I guess with the two straight, what, from 2013, they've really tried to push it because of obviously the, you know, a lot of people going out and buying two strokes and stuff, but it just hasn't uh, transferred into um, this championship. It started that's, off. That's, that's wrong. That's, I don't like that. That winds me up because this isn't a bloody weekend event. Not everyone gets a go. You don't like, oh, people are buying two strokes. Come and have a go. Yeah, but that's like a, that's what it seemed. So, well, so do you what, want me what, to go? Do you want me to go on about Jesus the EMX Christ, journalist glasses again? Get back well, off your horse! Get back off your horse and onto it. You didn't even let me finish. Cut across me. That's rich coming from you. Exactly. All I was going to say was now maybe they, they're looking at it and just saying we only need one event to do I this. They, I think they looked at it and went, "No one cares. Why are we doing this?" Oh, here we go. He's back to negative again. On this beautiful sunny day, (laughs) Mr. Positive lasted literally all of 10 minutes. Well done, Um, you. Get back on your horse. Oh, what I'll do is I'll I'll get a bigger spade because the one you've been digging yourself in is not big enough, the hole. No, it's fine. So I'm just talking. I've, I say I say things. I just say good things. I say bad things. That's my job. I say I, I cover the good, the bad, and the ugly. I, like we, I could just sit here and say everything's great in the world. You know what, James? You're doing a great job. See, blatant lie, but it's positive. But who does that really benefit? <laughs> such a dick. You're such a dick. I don't even know why I do this fucking show. This, this fuck I don't even you like show. you. I don't even like you. Yeah, but see, that I can sit here and I can say, wow, James, you're really good at this podcast, but that's not benefiting anyone, is it? But it's okay, it's positive, but it's not benefiting anyone. We've got to get real. <laughs> you're such a... I, I really do hate you. You might need to, re- you might need to put out a job advert <laughs> by the end of this weekend. <laughs> when are you going to fuck off to America? Everybody wants to know. That's I think what... everyone... There, are, there is a large, there is a large <laughs> group of people in the paddock who are keen to know I... that. <laughs> I heard there's like one of those just causes uh, called Lewis Phillips to America in half the MHGP paddock, led by Yamaha, literally just like literally booed you into America. It's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah, but no, silly season wise, um, I covered that on the last show. I went through every single rider. Not much has changed, but I will tell you this. Oh, there now are you're going to co- tell me. There are a couple of riders in the last week or so who have texted me saying, come and find me in Locket. Something big's happening and I'll tell you. And I don't know what it is. Oh. Some, a rider texted me and said, I've got a rumor that will blow your mind. Come and find me in Locket. Suzuki or Triumph? No, obviously not. No, obviously not. It's Triumph is 2024. Triumph have been, I think I said it, Triumph have been at the races. Uh, uh, what do you call? Yeah. Uh, ana- uh, analyzing, uh, oh, like just with a little... Ch- ch- See what's going on. See what the teams do. See how they mm-hmm. operate. Blah blah blah. Um, but Triumph is twenty twenty four. So what what is happening? No, I think well, I think it's just probably something to do with this specific, like the specific riders, um, like something that you wouldn't expect. But um, uh, here's a debate: Mitch Evans or Ruben Fernandez? Who would you go for for second HRC spot? That's that's great. Nothing nothing makes good radio like you just mulling over a decision in pure silence <laughs> uh what well, a great thing is is uh it'll get skipped anyway um i am gonna go with uh, 
you know what? I don't think they're going to go down th- go down to two. I think they'll stick at three. That's not the point. The, the, because oh my god, oh it hurts. It actually hurts. it's actually painful. Oh, deep no, I'm going Evans. They're not okay. They've got three HRC bikes at the moment, but there's only two full HRC team HRC riders, so they can't sticking at three isn't like no one's like oh well i don't care because i'll take either the 114 slot or the hrc slot both are the same no that's not how it is but i thought you told me that fernandez had a factory bike yes he's on a full factory bike but he's still not on the team and obviously you would want to be on the full factory team obviously that is more prestigious and more a more coveted spot than being on the satellite team with factory equipment or being the underdog and shoving it to the guy who's on the factory team why would you choose you know, I like I could... being an underdog. I like to be. Hello, Mr. Underdog. Honda. How are you? Thank you for offering me a spot on a full factory team. But you know what really looks tempting to me? That seat over there on a lesser supported team with less money. That looks good. Can I go there? Depends what your challenge is, Lewis. I'm not a person who's had everything on his plate. I rise to a challenge. I like to be against the grain and succeed. The only reason that's, you haven't had everything that's... on your plate is because no one wants to put anything on your plate that's that's where i'm from that's what i mean everybody's different you like everything factory no but this, i can't believe we're actually having this conversation no you're right everyone who's listening to this will agree with you there are a lot of riders out there who don't want to be on factory teams because they like the challenge of being a privateer that's that is the way you are right that is the common thing in the paddock like i went up to hurlins i went up to hurlins the other week and i went you know what have you ever thought about just being a privateer and he went fuck me lewis do I was you know thinking what? that the other day. That's such a good idea. I enjoyed that challenge. Do you know what? I bet there's a lot of riders what would just like to be out of a sprinter. Just have the bike they want, but just be out of a sprinter and get rid of all the bullshit. Yeah, with the uh, money and the support and the resources that come with that. <laughs> just be cool as fuck. Create your own social okay, media. Okay, this is done. This is a market. This is a this is a pointless conversation. But yeah, so you would go with Evans over Fernandez. Yeah, I would. So would I. Now I think we've uh, uh, obviously we won't going to Indonesia too much because it was a long time ago and you screwed us out of two podcasts. But um, Evans was really sick in Indonesia and like questionable whether he would even race and for him to go five, six or whatever he did was like really impressive. I thought yeah. probably the most impressive, um, probably the most impressive ride of the weekend in my eyes. Uh, well, Cause I genuinely thought to myself that he probably isn't going to finish either moto. Like it, I, based on what I heard about how sick he was, blah, blah, blah. I expected him to start the first moto, make it halfway pull out and then not be able to start the second moto. But for, so for him to go five, six or whatever he did. Um, well, given good. that we spent nearly seven grand on getting to Indonesia, should we maybe brush over it a little bit? Let's get our money's worth. Well, you did, you, 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 um, screwed us out of a podcast. So if it was that important, doesn't mean to say, well, I'm guessing that all the knowledge and the information you got from the £7,000 we spent, um, you would have actually found some insights which probably have not been put into an article or talked about. Uh, they all went into um, uh, the Racer X review podcast with Adam Wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking that. I'm out. I knew you'd like that. I knew. Yeah. I was waiting. I was. I had that teed up for a while. I knew Absolute. you'd like that. Um, oh, okay, what God. questions have you got about Indonesia? None now. I just fucking want to commit suicide. <laughs> no, come on. Ask me some questions. I, I'm, I'm over this podcast and you. <laughs> I feel like you're over me more than the podcast. Um, yeah, ask me some questions. The floor is yours. Um, can we just pause for a minute? 
there was a time when you used to host this podcast and I genuinely have no idea how that worked. <laughs> Do you know why? Because when I used to host it, I used to actually make an effort. And then now, like, I just, it doesn't matter if I, whether I'm here or not, because... Okay, you know, well, just ask do, me some questions. You just do whatever you want, so it's just, I'm just like... You know, like, the passenger in a car who um, has got, like, a map, but the driver's got a sat-nav? That's what I am. I'm the driver in the car with the fucking map. You know, I'm not even allowed to touch a radio. You're the, you're the passenger in the car who doesn't say anything for, like, ten minutes and go, Cool. This is the nicest plane I've ever been on. And then I'm like, what? We're in a car. And you're like, are we? Oh, that makes sense. I thought we weren't flying. That's such a typical Lewis thing to say. (laughs) Do you know what? Questions about Indonesia, James. Come on, give me something. Um, Right. So how the island, what we went to, um, what was it like? Because obviously there's islands which you can go to, which are very, you know, nice and everything else. And Jakarta is obviously different because it's a, it's a main, main sort of main island. What, what was the actual island like, what you went to? Thank you for that question, James. Very nice question. Um, it was right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really hate you. <laughs> um, underdeveloped, but I think they're, pl- from what I heard from people, the, mo- the most tourism they get is Australians go there to surf and stuff. Um, they are, I think they're quite keen to build it into like an alternative Bali, which is why we went there. Cause I think we were like the start of like getting their name, but not the island's name out there. Um, so that uh, was, so that was the whole thing. Hey, the Indonesia government are trying to push this to, to be a more of a, a tourist attraction. Yeah. I think they're doing this. I think they're doing it with a few islands. Um, and that's why, cause obviously we change Indonesian track a lot. That's because the government or the federation or whoever it is decides what island they want to promote or whatever. Yeah. Um, it was underdeveloped. Like every other time, every other time we've gone to Indonesia, we've all stayed in a massive hotel, like a, like a five-star hotel. There's always been like one five-star hotel with food and wife, like a pool gear, like everything, like, you know, the works um, where you've had a bit of normality. This time there was none of that. And we all stayed in like little hotels dotted around the place. So like, it was very different. Um, it was very different to the other Indonesian experiences. And what uh, are their hotels? I mean, were they just like normal hotels or were they kind of underdeveloped hotels sort of thing? Um, no, like, mine was uh, really nice. I had the nicest hotel in the end. Um, I don't think that next year I'll be put in the same hotel because I'd imagine that all of the teams will ask to be in my hotel, which will result in me being pushed to the shit one. So you think that they're going to be going back to the same island next year? I don't know. If, if we do, I don't know. Who knows? Okay. Okay. Um, who knows? Because like obviously uh, last year we were going to go to Bali. That was on the calendar. We were meant to be going to Jakarta. That was on the calendar. So like there are other Indonesian options floating around. Um, so who knows? Also, I'm surprised we haven't had a calendar yet for next year. Um, but maybe it's coming. Uh, yeah, no, it was a uh, it was underdeveloped. Um, like there wasn't a massive supermarket, for instance. There wasn't. Um, like there wasn't those normal things that you would expect there to be. Little things you take for granted when you go to a, to an island to kind of have. So re- regarding that, so a lot of people got food poisoning. And do do, they, do we know why this was? Was it a, a case of because um, obviously riders and teams that they're, they're they're it's not like they're you know their first time going away. Usually they take a lot of dried funny meals. Funny you say with that, them. but but funny you say that, but. Um... 
I know a lot. Of, I know some riders did get sick from eating salad. Really? So it could have been things like you know the water or well, that's, the yeah, that's classic of anywhere. Not, like not you go to right. you go to Bali or Jakarta, you're not meant to drink the tap water, are you? And no, blah, no, blah, ice and blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, so I'd imagine that's where a lot of it came from. Like I know by Saturday night there were some riders who just had pizza and coke because like safe, that was safe. It? Yeah. Like I had pe- I had pizza and coke for every single meal because it was safe. They, and, like, and how how did, can you screw it up? Did you get ill? Well, there we go then. So uh, if any riders do actually listen to this podcast, then uh, as well as coachmoto.co, we've also got uh, nutritionmoto.co with Lewis Phillips, who's going to be talking you through uh, various pizzas um, with cheese, mostly margarita and Coca-Cola. Yeah, because no if, if you have like vegetables on top of the pizza, they would have been washed. Got to think, James. You've got to use your head. Yeah, so it's all just, fine for you in your ivory tower looking down on us all, but us in the real world situations, you've got to use your head. Yeah, who knew that you'd be such a genius when it comes I'm, to nutrition? You know, I didn't want to say this, but someone did compare me to Bear Grylls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I, 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 do you know what? It'd be more like Dell Gals. I don't know what that means. It um, just means it's a more camper version. Oh, running around um, going, ooh, look at me. I'm Lewis. Yeah, obviously, um, chase me, boys. Um, yeah, so like, uh, we landed in Jakarta. Um, I told this story on the Racer X podcast, but I'll tell it again. Um, yeah, of course, because, um, yeah, why so not? this is this is fun. Bring funny. your second hand information. I don't know why anybody has listened to this podcast, just pop over to Racer X. Um, well, maybe if you upped your game and showed up more, <laughs> um. Uh, so, so as I explained before, we had charter flights, blah, blah, blah. Um, we were meant to be flying from Terminal 1B, and that was the situation. So we had an email saying, you need to meet at Terminal 1B, and that's where we will be taking our little plane, and off we go. So uh, a group of us who were in the same hotel traveled to Terminal 1B, um, didn't, couldn't figure out where we were meant to be. There was no sign or anything, and we couldn't really figure it out. So we were like, right, we'll go into the terminal. We must In there, we must be able to find the people. You couldn't get into the terminal without a boarding pass. And obviously, we, we, we didn't have a boarding pass because we were on a charter flight. So like, it's not like you check in online and stuff. Um, and they wouldn't let us in. But in my little group was Steve Dixon, who, after them saying no to like me uh, and the others... <laughs> Steve went to the front of the queue and said, hi, I don't know what he said exactly, but something to the effect of, hi, blah, 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 all of us here, we've got a meeting with the Indonesian president and we need to get through. <laughs> to which to which the security guard waved us all through without, like, immediately and, like, very very eager to get us into the terminal. Um, so once we got in the terminal, there was no sign of anyone and we were like, this is strange. So then I text Sua and said, where are you? Like, I, I like, like I can't see anyone, and turns out they changed the terminal and had told everyone except for my little group. Um, the other terminal was thirty minutes away, and the flight took off in an hour and thirty at this point. Um, so we rushed over to the other terminal. Steve Dixon never actually made it into the, this wrong terminal because whilst going through security, he got pulled to the side because he had an engine in his hand luggage and accompanying his engine was a letter from the Qatari president telling him, <laughs> telling them that it was okay to fly. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, 
so yeah, we went we went to the we went to the other terminal, eventually found the right terminal, found where we needed to go, found everyone, everyone was queuing up. Um uh being a charter flight, there was no real check-in procedure. Everyone's boarding passes had just been printed out and left on the side to collect. Like there was no organization or anything. So I walked in, um, didn't really understand what was going on. At this point, I didn't know where you got boarding passes from. And like across the crowd, I just see Mitch Evans going, Lewis, I've got yours, and like waving a ticket in the air. And I was like, what the what like my what so then eventually i got to him and he's like oh here's your boarding pass and i was like how the hell have you got that seems like a security <laughs> risk um, <laughs> just giving them like tic tacs um and then he went yeah but we've got two flights so you need to find your other one because i could only find this one of yours <laughs> and i was like right okay so then at that point i found where the pile of boarding passes was and it was literally just like a hundred bits of paper and you everyone just trying to desperately find theirs. Um, luckily, I did eventually complete bingo and collected my full house. Yeah. Um, so managed to progress. So um, got through security. And what this is what made me laugh. So obviously, you're putting everyone from motocross on a flight. There's not going to be much. It was like a school trip. Everyone was wandering around the departure lounge. They were over the speaker saying like, final call, flight to Lombok, final call. And then in different directions, you just see different people in team shirts wandering around without a care in the world with absolutely no <laughs> hurry. It was like a school trip because I heard, I heard so many people go, well, they're not going to leave without us, are they? So, well, is that is fair. <laughs> like, they're not. Um, so eventually, yeah, we all got on a plane. We all sang Kumbaya and flew to Lombok, which was the stopover airport on the way to Sambawa, the island, because the Sambawa island, the runway at the airport was so small that it could only handle little propeller planes. So we had to fly to Lombok all on one big plane and then split up into smaller uh, propeller planes. Um, once we got to Lombok, so we, were only, we didn't leave the airport in Lombok. It was just a connecting flight. But they were ready for us in Lombok. We walked, um, they, we walked into the terminal they had a sign that said Raiders and Crew. They spelt Riders wrong. They said Raiders, Raiders. and Crew. <laughs> at that point, I thought I felt like I'd entered Jumanji. And like this was level one. <laughs> Completed um, it, mate. Um, but they were ready for us because we walked around a corner and there was like dancers and like the, the president or whoever he was, the governor, I don't know who he was, but someone important. Like as, all, as we all approached, they were like stepping towards us. Um, felt like we were going to fight. Um, and like they did a whole song and dance. But I unfortunately was at the front and I very nearly got collared with like the first, because I gave everyone a scarf. And I very nearly ended up being the first one to have a scarf around my neck. And obviously be me being me, not into that idea. No. So I no. dipped out I dipped out the side, luckily. <laughs> um Yeah. And there you go. Bob Shaw. Wow. wow. Um signed a lot of autographs, took a lot of photos. One woman cried and said I was the first white man she'd ever seen. We this is the weirdest thing. This is the weirdest thing. This island, fairly underdeveloped, blah, blah, blah. So many speak people spoke fairly good English. Right. Which really, I don't know why or how. Crazy. Because why, how would they? Like, why, like, why would they? Like, you wouldn't expect it. Um, like, you go to France, less people speak English. Um, but yeah, that's my story. There we go. Thank you. Um, that was definitely worth a seven grand. <laughs> and then when I got to the track, some, some riders... to send you to another one. <laughs> some riders raced, others didn't. And some did well, others didn't. Um, yeah. Some did jumps, others didn't. And we went home. Wow. 
That's <laughs> wow. Yeah, I just, I'm just, yeah, I'm just so pleased we went. Thank you. I knew you would be. Yeah. yeah. Um. Any more questions about Indonesia? No, no, no one cares. Oh, brilliant! Because you just made me talk about it. Yeah. Would have been great to do a podcast. Yeah. It would. Uh, in the week after it, when it was all fresh in my mind. Yep. Yeah, a podcast about Lewis. A Lewis Phillips podcast. Or just when the thing that happened there was fresh in my mind. Anyway, that's the end of part one. Part one of MX5 show is, of course, presented to you by Fly Racing, who have redefined expectations in safety and performance with the Formula Helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rion technology, conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's Advanced Impact System, AIS, introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1290 grams, we believe the Formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the Formula helmet has changed the game. Thank you to Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful, Manscaped, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces, and Armour Nutrition. That's part one. We'll be back with part two, Motocross of Nations talk in just two minutes. See you then. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. Brox Racing Parts supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence why everything that Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the high-level requirements that all motocross riders require. Many of Prox's parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Evenstrokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at Evenstrokes.com. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out Liat.com for more. Fly Racing has redefined expectations in safety and performance with the Formula Helmet. Tested on the most advanced equipment in the world, the Formula Helmet's overall performance is best in class in both high-velocity crashes as well as rotational and low-speed impacts. Featuring Rayon technology, conehead EPS, and a 12K carbon shell, the Formula's advanced impact system, AIS, introduced a new approach to both protection and weight reduction. Weighing only 1,290 grams, we believe the formula to be the perfect combination of industry-leading innovation and ultra-lightweight design. Simply put, the formula helmet has changed the game. The MX Vice Show. Welcome back to episode 103 of the MX Vice Show podcast. Thank you to Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful, Manscaped, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces, and Armour Nutrition. This is part two, and part two is, of course, presented by Scott Sports, 
The Scott Prospect Amplifier Goggle not only defends, but also amplifies your vision while riding. The advanced pre-curved lenses are injection molded to provide greatly improved contrast and optical clarity, allowing you to see contours and transitions in the dirt like never before. With over 50 years of experience producing market-leading goggles for the motocross and off-road market, the engineers at Scott have taken off-road optical performance to the next level with the Scott Amplifier Prospect Goggle. The Scott Amplifier Tint is designed to let some specific colours through to your eye while filtering out others to create high contrast within the terrain that you are looking at. Very techy indeed. What are the main benefits of this technology? One, it allows you to see contours, ruts and transitions in the dirt in ultra high definition. Two, it works for motocross, enduro, rally and everything in between. Three, it builds rider confidence and speed through improved visual clarity. Get yours now at your local dealer or online at scott-sports.com and amplify your vision. Very techy indeed. Right, James. Right, Lewis. Nations. It's weird. Like, obviously, it's been quite a while since we had a normal Nations. I'm not going to count last year because it wasn't. Like, it, there was no excitement. There was no hype. There was no interest. Um, very positive, though. Um, so the last time we had a very normal nations was three years ago now. So I kind of forgot about like the whole excitement around team announcement. Like it kind of feels like, in a way, it feels like we've never had this before. Like it's weird. Like I'm struggling to like. It doesn't feel normal all of this nation stuff. Um, but obviously we are edging closer. Uh, announcements are forthcoming. Um. Switzerland have been announced. South Africa has been announced. Uh, some others have been announced, probably. Um, so that's happened. Um, <laughs> um, but let's talk about some potential teams. USA. I think that Tomac and Sexton are locks for uh, the 2450 slots. Who would you put on a 250? And if you say Jet Lawrence, I would literally reach through my laptop and punch <laughs> you in the face. Well, actually, I seen some. I don't know who pulled it, but somebody pulled it on Instagram with um, Justin Barsha on the two fifty slot, um, and I think that would be quite fun. Well, we're not looking for fun; we're looking for wins. Yeah, well, Justin Barsha can win on a two fifty. Yeah, well, okay. So, what, would that be your pick? Um, I don't know if it'd be my pick, but it's definitely somebody. Um, who I would go, I would definitely go with. Um, I, I don't think person... that would, I don't think that would be my pick, but it's definitely someone I would definitely go with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I do like. Um, I, I'm I'm always uh, one for sort of giving. Like Barsh has been there, seen it, done it. So like, I I think it'd be quite good to have like a, um, uh, I don't know, like uh, like a Nate Frasher or somebody like that. Sort of. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Did you just say Nate Frasher? Yeah. For the nations? Yeah. Oh, dear God, we've just lost all credibility. <laughs> I like Nate Frasher. We've literally 103 episodes, and we have just, <laughs> every single person listening to this has just gone, oh, wow, they really do know nothing. Uh, yeah, great, isn't it? Um, do I have like a toilet flushing sound? I don't think I do. Well, um, the other person, what, I don't know, like, I, I feel like they just should stop. go with. I think you've lost, I think you've lost all, clar all, 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 um, I think they could go with um, they could go with like a hammocker, you know, like just a young, a young one, just to like literally a young rider, just to like you know sample what the nations is like, or what this isn't. What is it with you and like everyone gets a go? 
Why don't they send? Why don't they send? Or if you know, because of the pressure in front of their home crowd, like a Barsha or a Craig would make way more sense. That was a real roller coaster. I went. For, I feel, I experienced so many emotions in that little speech. Yeah, but no, I, I, I'm all for like you know, you know, like everyone the, gets to go. No, but it's like a bit, a bit like when when Villapoto came on the scene in in not came on the scene, but and you know, amazing in 2007 at Bud's Creek, and it's like you a breakout performance like that from um, came on the scene in his at the end of his second year as a pro, already a national champion. Yeah, but. Yeah, yeah, but within the, within the on the world stage, let's just say that. Um, but you now don't think that the AMA Nationals at a world stage, you feel like that's a, just oh, a national. Fuck champion. me, Team America, shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, but given that they haven't won the nations for a while, um, you you got to go with like uh, the people who've been there, seen it, done it. So definitely a a Barsha or a Craig. I think Craig's never been been there, seen it, done it. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm just gonna... I, I just want you to be the best version of you. I, I'm so close to getting in my truck and just driving to your house and punching you in the face. And unfortunately, you do a shit on your head. Unfortunately, I think that you'd be too fatigued. <laughs> so, you're such a honestly. Barsh is a fine pick, though. You're a cock. Who are you going to have? <laughs> um. So Tomac and Sexton, obviously, I think that's a no-brainer. Um, they're far and away the best two riders on a 450 outdoors. And truth be told, you cannot tell me that Tomac and Sexton are not as fast as anyone in MXGP right now. Like, Tomac and Sexton can go to Redbud, win their classes, win motos outright, and do the job. Yeah, right? of course they can. Obviously. Yeah. That's not, I'm, not, I'm not a genius. That's obvious. Yeah. Um, MX2, Justin Cooper is obviously inconsistent at the moment. But you know what you're going to get, roughly. He did do very well at Assen and exceeded expectations, which does make me go. It, basically, I don't think sex. I don't think Cooper would be a bad pick, but I don't necessarily think he would be a great pick either. So, I would probably go for Anderson on a Pro Circuit 250. But then again, does Anderson on a Pro Circuit 250 really do that much better than Justin Cooper? No. Maybe like two or three spots, but then that's all you need in this game. That is that could make all the difference. Hmm. So you're not liking my Craig or um Barsha? Barsha would probably if I if I don't go Anderson, I'd probably go Barsha. Um Craig doesn't really interest me. Um what if you to got be honest, there's Craig? Not, there isn't a perfect fit. For the 250 spot. The two 450 spots seem perfect and obvious and amazing. So the, the MX2 spot is bas like basically the way Roger Tacosta's got to be looking at this is the 450 slots are amazing. They decide themselves. They're going to do the job. Good results guaranteed. Happy days. The MX2 slot is shaky ground and it has to be who what, what will limit the damage the most. Because... That, that's how the MX2 slot goes anyway. Uh, they're not going to win outright. Unlikely. Um, so it's all about damage limitation. What is going to limit the damage the most? And I... I you know what? I, I didn't think that I was... I really backed Cooper for the MX2 spot. But I think I might. I think I might. Yeah, Cooper's a safe spot. Safe, uh, safe pick. Mm. Um, Australia has got to be the Lawrence brothers and Mitch Evans at this stage. 
absolute no-brainer. You got to believe. I know. I did hear something about how there are concerns about the cost of getting Mitch to the race from Europe or something, depending on how much HRC chip in. But that's stupid. So that's that's just stupidest thing I've ever heard. Um, in fact, it's just like no. Why would you even think that? So um, they've got to send Mitch. And uh, truthfully, I think that Australia can. Australia. Well, not even. It's again. It's obvious. Australia can win with that team. They can. Yeah. That's a solid team. That, this is what excites me about the nations this year. USA, Australia, France, Netherlands can all win realistically. There is no, like, I feel like those four nations, there's really nothing to split them. Then Germany and Spain are kind of just a tick below and right there if chaos happens. So, like, I feel like this might be one of the most wide open nations in quite a while. But truthfully, I do think USA will be the favourites. We just got to hope that there's no injuries running up to this event because it is. Well, I thought about that the other day, right? Obviously, it's been an injury-ravaged season in MXGP. But in the last two months, in America and Europe, I feel like there hasn't been really any injuries. No, I guess everybody's sort of recovering, if anything. Yeah, like, I don't feel like... In the last two months or three months, I don't feel like there's been much, like, injury reports, injury news, etc., etc. Which is a bit weird. Um, But yeah, no, um, France... I don't know. It's well. How do you predict France? Because well, they because they could they could go to Frandis, but will they? Who knows? Um, MXGP wise, Renault, Vial, and Fevre would be a very good team. Great team. But then would Frandis be better than Renault? Probably. And cheaper. And cheaper. But then France makes strange moves. France, the French team will obviously will probably end up being Tixier, Villemon. And Eric Sorby. Because they just don't do the logical thing. Um, uh, that was um, quite funny for you. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I, I would think that I would think that the, the French team would be but then again, is Vial's hat gonna be okay? Like <laughs> 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 I mean I guess it was last year, but I don't know. Yeah, we've um, got it, we've got it all planned. We're gonna announce the team, yes, but what hat are they wearing? Um you would think that I would think that the French team, the safe bet for the French team would be Renault, Vial, Fevre, but potentially maybe Ferrandis bumps either Renault or Fevre out. Maybe. Who knows? But maybe. That's, I'd imagine that's got to be the thought process in France at the moment. Um, Netherlands, I have abs- I've lost all ideas of what's going on with Hurlings. Um, Keep coming back. He's coming back. It changes weekly. Uh, he did have operations on both his feet like a month ago. I heard through the grapevine that the recovery time on that was six weeks. He has entered for a Belgian international race on um, August the 15th. Whether he actually does that, whether he's even signed up for it, whether the promoters are just using his name, who knows. He then posted on Instagram the other week saying 2023 which would in, would lead you to indicate that he's following the normal plan and not returning at all this year. But truth be told, I think he'll do what he did in 2019, which is the last two GPs and then the Nations. Yeah. That's, exactly what, that's exactly what he did. But then, so if you've got a team of Hurlings, Kaida Wolf and Koldenoff, that's a great team. That's a great team. Um, Spain, Prado, Fares and Fernandez. Great team. What about Al- is it Oriol? 
either or, great team. Um, Germany, Roxen, Lagenfelder, Jacoby or Nagel, great team. Great team. See, see what I mean? It's quite wide open. Yeah. I'm very excited to see what Lagenfelder does at Redbud. Yeah. Because that's can another... Ma- can you imagine him sweeping both motos? No. What? What? No. Where's that come? No, James. No, James. And then suddenly, no. and then suddenly all eyes do, are on I think him it, going I to think, uh, US. I think it'll be a breakout ride for Lagenfelder because I think he'll be very good at Redbud and I think he'll kind of show up. Um, and also, let's not forget that that's another you one. You forget for... as well that nations always produce some crazy results. Well, not that crazy. No. Let's also not forget that, a Lagen- that Lagenfelder is another one for the welder. But yeah, point being, there's a lot of... Um, the Swiss team isn't even that bad. Sua, Bruman, and Guillo. Yep. Guillo's been riding well. Like, Sua's obviously going to do the job. That's not... That's pretty good. Like, again, that's not going to... That's not going to win, but if it gets chaotic, could that potentially squeak out a top five? Yeah, sure. Um, Have we got any any ideas on um, uh, UK? Well, uh, they'll be the last to announce it because we always <laughs> are for no reason as well. Yeah. Um, everyone will probably know the team a month before it's announced, but it still won't be announced because... For no reason. Um, obviously, they do have their VIP fan package available because that takes priority over everything. Um... <laughs> do you know, I'm laughing because it's so freaking true. There'll be more organization going into that than there will yeah, actually. Will. Um, yeah. It's more, it's a piss up more than anything. Yeah. Um, oh my God. You would think, well, Dylan Walsh's hat is in the ring. What? So. Dylan Walsh could potentially be on Team GB. Anstey will... Anstey has it in his deal that he can be on Team GB. Watson has to be on Team GB, but I quite... I do really like the idea of putting Ben on a Pro Circuit 250. I really like that idea. Anstey Anstey makes sense because of money. We we know the AC are are, are always tight with money. Anstey, Ben on a Pro Circuit 250, and Tommy. Brilliant. What about Tommy on a 250? Well, no, Ben on a Pro Circuit 250 is, like I said, that's what I'd base the team around. I think Ben on a Pro Circuit 250 would be amazing. Um, imagine the welder when he's watching Ben and Lagenfelder battle for the MX2 race win. The oh, welder's that's... just stood there with his, his tools are down for hard work is done. And he's just like, wow, he's welded some great things here. You're really like, uh, maybe this could be the Ben Watson podcast show. What have is we, it with have, you and Ben this week? Have we spoken What's about happened? Ben at all? I don't think we've spoken about Ben at all, have we? <laughs> <laughs> it's come up so much. No, I just spoke about just it on the you in the front. wagon. Anyway, um, oh my god! Oh, yeah, didn't I forgot? I, I had to I had to announce that I'd left the wagon, didn't I? Because it was getting a bit uh, yeah. negative. And then the you brought it all back again. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, don't be don't be negative about it, everyone. Like, let's have fun. Um. Uh. What was I going to say? Yeah, um, I don't, I still, I'm unclear. Originally, Dean was all in on doing it, but he he will have another race to prepare for on a different bike. So I'm not sure whether the nations will really work. Um, and that reminds me, we will talk about World Supercross as well. Um, so yeah, bearing, bearing in mind that I imagine Dean is questionable, Anstey, Ben on a pro circuit, Tommy, brilliant team, good camaraderie. We had that team at Red Bud last year or last time. 
Um, happy days. Right. Picks itself. Get on the phone to Kawasaki now. Organize a Pro Circuit 250. All of Max's stuff is there, and I'm sure that using Tom, I'm sure that using Tommy's connections, he can get a bike from HRC or even Max's team or someone, and it can all be bloody lovely. And you know what? The British finishes in like August, doesn't it? So Tommy can even go over there and test an American setup for three weeks before the race. Who's paying for that? Who's paying for that? Well, we've got the fucking money from the piss up, haven't we? (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fucking hell. (laughs) Um, Should we move on? Let's do it. <laughs> um, I will say this: that every, no matter who the Team GB manager is, <laughs> they always hate me. I remember when Neil Prince there's, did it. There's an I'm, underlying theme though, because everybody hates you. There was a. I remember when Neil Prince did it, and um, I wrote an article with my ideas on who, like, who could potentially be picked. And he rung me and he went, "Well, why did you have to do that?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" And he was like, "Well, now everyone's talking about it. And it just puts pressure on my job." And I was like, "Really? <laughs> really?" Yeah, if we could all be quiet, shh. nobody knows the oh. trouble I've seen. Oh my god. Nobody knows my sorrow. It is, uh... Anyway, should we move on? Leah, ask twice anything time. Let's do it. Um... It is different though, hey, motocross compared to football. Like, football, you have... I don't know football, James. Well, you wouldn't. Uh, football or soccer for our American uh, counterparts. Um... Over here in, in the UK, it's obviously huge with the Premiership, and there's shows upon shows. There's thousands of websites in you know podcasts all criticizing all talking talking about transfer news all the time you know talking about where who's going where blah 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 literally in motocross you say one thing or you know it, oh my god well we've seen it's it, it's it's just weird how it's 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 just such on a, a fine edge that you can say something and it literally it it's like we've just tore down the whole industry. Crazy. Yeah, except it's not you, is it? Everyone's got it out for Lou. Yeah, well, I'm glad it's you now. So, anyway, known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve year after year. The 2022 gear is available worldwide, and there are many lines for you to consider. The 3.5 ride kit, an affordable combo. Actually, you know what? That reminds me. <laughs> I believe that Mark Chamberlain as well. I, t- I asked to do an interview with him and he was very nervous because he was like, oh, 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 but what are you going to ask me? And I was like, just about the team. Like, I'm not looking to, like, looking to, like, it's fine. It's all okay. Like, it's fine. We're all friends. Like, it's fine. It's fine, everyone. Anyway, known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve year after year. The 2022 gear is available worldwide and there are many lines for you to consider. The 3.5 ride kit, an affordable combo. The 4.5 jersey and pants, the 4.5 enduro jersey and pants, and the 5.5 jersey and pants. There is so much to consider. There's going to be even more to consider coming up because keep an eye on the Liat riders in Lommel in two weeks because there'll be a little sneak peek of what's coming from Liat in 2023. And when that eventually drops, which will be September the 1st, I believe, liat.com will be your place to go 
to shop an all-new range that is certain to shock and attract you. Liat.com. Liat, protecting riders from head to toe. Check out Liat.com for more. Sponsors of Liat Ask Vice Anything. Thank you, Liat. What's that, three Uh, years now? Two years, three years? Those guys have been on board since the start. Anyway. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, Well, what we got Night 32. How can we get MXGP to realize that MX is 40 riders on the gate? It is this weekend. Happy days. There we go. We're all happy. You asked. They delivered. Too fat to fly. Will James and Lewis ever stick to a podcast production schedule? <laughs> James, from this from this week on, I believe that James will be okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 all good now. I think I've got through the worst of it, and um, the last couple of weeks, um, I've kind of found a, a good balance now with everything, and uh, feeling loads better. So the last last week has been really really good. So yeah, hopefully uh, all guns blazing going forward. At Cody Siler, was Anstey's 5-5 just the beginning of the Marty party, or are we near his ceiling? Um, speaking of the Marty party, I will say that everything I hear about Davalos as the team manager of that team is, like, phenomenal. He tests the bike, he'll stay late, um, something isn't right, Max will finish his, finish his day of training, and Marty will go out and do motos himself on the bike just to kind of get a better understanding of what Max is saying or what the bike needs. Um, obviously, the team have never done outdoors in America, they don't. They've never run a 450 outdoors in America as well, and they were a 250 team this year. But like from what I hear, they have really put everything they have into Max's little free race run. Wow, um, so it's all very super cool. it's all very positive over there. Um, Sounds uh, like you want to be there. The five five from Max was uh, good, very good. Um, he was only two points off the podium. And truthfully, if there were a couple more laps, he would have got Roxon in that second moto because he was closing fast. So, yeah. A shame, that, a shame that it didn't shake out where he could have been on the podium because that would have been a cool story. But still, I think a 5-5 from Max proves that last year's results were not representative of his ability. And there were other factors at play. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what he can do going forward. I think. Um, well, this weekend's his last promo across race. So. Yeah, but there's a long term plan he's got in place now. So um, he's got, you know, some longevity with the team. It's, it's looking good. Everything's sort of coming together for him. Could be exciting times. Chris Stapps underscore Lessis. What's the quickest way to lose a spot on a team? Um, murder everyone? No, I've got a better one. Do an interview with Lewis and be truthful. Murder everyone. I'd imagine Trump's that. Set the truck on fire. No, just um, do an interview with Lewis. Let Lewis lure you into his little safe place. And then he will destroy you. Anthony Rodriguez. Would you hey. like to do an inter- would you like to do an interview on what it's like to race in Brazil? Absolutely. We'll send Lewis down there if you could uh get him down there, that'd be cool. If people want to know what it's like, then I'll do that interview, but let me know if you want it. What a cool rider. Yeah, shame that he's in Brazil, to be honest, because I feel like he actually had something to offer in MXGP. Yeah, I really enjoyed him being in MXGP. Yeah, damn it. Uh, Sam Piork, MXON Team Predictions USA and UK. We've just done that. Uh, Greeno 56, USA MXON Team. uh, Saying we just did that. 
Uh, I don't want to touch that question. Uh... PWAS0706, should MXGP quit going to Asia? Instead, oh god, see, I thought that was an interesting talking point, but a question then goes on to say, instead merge with the AMA Nationals. Okay, that's not going to happen. No. Should MXGP quit going to Asia? No, because the dirty little secret, or sorry, the little secret, there is money to be made there for the teams and riders. Uh, Steve Dixon's team uh, title sponsor, MTX, is, an a is a Malaysian sprocket company or something. And they put a lot of money into the team. And I know that there is more money for Steve to tap into in the Indonesian market, like in Asian market. And it's, going to Indonesia, get, he gets a big pat on the back for that. From it's MTX. not just that, though. Like the whole Asian market when it comes to bike, uh, to motocross, uh, motorcycle sales and accessories is goddamn huge. Like literally, there's more helmets sold in that region than anywhere else in the world. Okay. Um, also, I, I wasn't done. So I know there is more to that. Okay, I'm um, sorry. sorry. K I'm very, passionate, very passionate about Asia. KY KYT helmets um, that uh, Fevra ran for quite a few years. Fevra got paid very, very well by that company. Truthfully, they weren't the best helmets, but Fevra got paid very, very well. Um, Asian company. And they put a lot of money into their athletes to get them to wear the helmet. So there is exposing the riders and teams to what is happening to Asia, to the market there, what is happening there, blah, 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 is can be beneficial if the teams and riders can find a way to actually get in the right circles, I guess. Yeah. But obviously that's easier said than done. Yeah, they have to make it a commercial success themselves, which is where everybody has to work together to enable that. You know, teams and riders get the money and they'll more likely want to go there. Yeah, that helps the promoters. At Lensational VZN, how can I become a photographer for you guys? Um, if you want to be a photographer, I do have a, I have a bit of advice, a sound bit of advice. Could you, could you do me a favor? Could you give a little bit of advice about just anyone who wants to come and work at MX Vice? Because we are actively looking for people. Are we? We are. <laughs> we are we, we've always been actively looking for talent. Okay. Um, well, that's funny because we're very untalented. So I don't know. I feel like we'd be looking for non-talent to fit the mold um i will give a sound bit of if you want to be a photographer i'll give you a sound bit of advice not for mx vice in general if you want to be a photographer in this industry a full-time job for a company as a photographer does not exist because simply there isn't the need for it so if you want a steady full-time employment as a photographer you need to be able to offer uh writing or video, or another another skill to make it the employer's worth the employer's time. Social media, or alternatively, the thing that if you want to be a photographer, the thing that you need to do is start up your own photography business and just get as many little clients as you can. Um, start at a national level, and then that will build. Um, go around team to team, going around rider to rider. 100 quid a day, 50 quid a day for a couple of photos. And that's how you become a photographer in this industry. Because looking for a full-time photographer as a, a full-time job as a photographer, those don't exist. Good. All the best to you. Yeah. Um, Lewis, on the, on the, uh, looking for talent, could we expand on that a little bit? Because well, no, because this is the first I've heard of it, James. So I literally don't have the ability to expand. <laughs> don't get all defensive. Don't get all defensive. No one's coming for your job. But basically with MX Vice, we're always looking for the next Lewis Phillips or the next Sean Ogden. So any videographers out there, any writers out there, 
um, we we are looking. If if you're th- if you think you've got what it takes to become uh, to write for Amex Vice um, or to you know to come onto the video team, especially for 2023, um, now is a very very good time to get in t- contact with us. But Lewis, just give them a heads up. It's not easy. It sounds great. You travel the world, um, but it's not easy, is it? It's long hours. Nothing, James. I've got some advice for you. Nothing's easy in life. Oh my god! Even you're, getting up in the morning is the hardest thing in the world. You're about as helpful as a fucking chocolate teapot. Sometimes. Thank you. I appreciate that. And and I, I've got to admire you. Do your best to keep people from from uh, talent coming towards MX Vice because you know don't want any competition. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, Luke or Luck MX, who's your MX2 champion pick for 2023? I think Benison is a favourite over Gertz. Um, I've said this. I don't think Gertz would be the favourite. Uh, I think Gertz, Benison, Lagenfelder, DeWolf would be your title group. I think I would go Lagenfelder or DeWolf as a favourite, but Benison isn't a bad pick either because he has been rather good lately. James? Yeah, I don't think you got to look too far away from Benison or DeWolf. I um oh no no Lagenfelder for you no no um he's he'll be there but I just believe um the other two of I think they may they may have it uh at Kelly Brearley at the Adak MX Van der Mostijk was in the Masters class is he on a four fifty or was the class mixed uh, no in the German Championship the Adak um uh the pro class is always mixed MX one and MX two. That's always the way it goes. Funny how that's just considered... Because it's always been that way there, or as long as I can remember, you just think of it as normal. Whereas if another championship did that, it would be like the most shocking thing ever. But (laughs) it's just normal there, so you don't even bat an eyelid. Um, uh, Most like back in Lommel as well. So that'll add to the MX2 class a little bit. That's good. Good to Um, see him back. Great talent. Yeah, I I genuinely didn't think he would be back this year. So I'm shocked. Uh, I'm guessing he's not aged out, so he's got to be a potential um, for a title next year. I was trying to think this the other day. I meant to look at it. I don't know if he got a podium last year. I don't think he did. I, I mean, don't know why I'm we, asking we've you. Ta- we've talked about the others, but Van Moustijk is a credible title threat. Yeah, but my point is, I don't think he got a podium last year, and he hasn't had one this year so far. So actually, when he next gets on the podium, it'll be quite a moment, because it would have been a drought of like two years. Yeah, but there's been a lot of injuries. Yeah, but, you know. Um, that concludes. Leah, ask us anything. Thank you, James. Uh, thank you, Lewis. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve year after year. The 2022 gear is available worldwide, and there are many lines for you to consider. The 3.5 ride kit, an affordable combo. The 4.5 jersey and pants. The 4.5 enduro jersey and pants. And the 5.5 jersey and pants. There is so much to consider. Liat, as I mentioned, there's a lot of exciting stuff coming and you can keep an eye out for that at Lommel. You'll see it on the FNH riders, Camden McClellan in the MX250. Um, yeah, a lot going on at Liat. So liat.com or at official Liat on Instagram is the place to go to keep in touch with everything that is going on there in the coming weeks. It's an exciting time in the industry, of course, when we, at this point, we kind of transition to next year. Teams, riders, gear, calendars, they all get announced. So yeah, exciting times. Exciting. The Scott 
Prospect Amplifier Goggle not only defends, but also amplifies your vision while riding. The advanced pre-curved lenses are injection molded to provide greatly improved contrast and optical clarity, allowing you to see contours and transitions in the dirt like never before. With over 50 years of experience producing market-leading goggles for the motocross and off-road market, the engineers at Scott have taken off-road optical performance to the next level with the Scott Amplifier Prospect Goggle. The Scott Amplifier tint is designed to let some specific colours through to your eye while filtering out others to create a high contrast within the terrain that you are looking at. What are the main benefits of this technology? One, it allows you to see contours, ruts and transitions in the dirt in ultra high definition. Two, it works for motocross, enduro, rally and everything in between. Three, it builds rider confidence and speed through improved visual clarity. Get yours now at your local dealer or online at scott-sports.com and amplify your vision. Thank you to Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful, Manscaped, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts for Supercross Video Pass, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces, and Armour Nutrition. That is part two. We'll be back with part you three. Well, are listening to the MX Vice Show. Two minutes. Even Thank Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Even Strokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at evenstrokes.com. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. The MX Vice Show. Welcome back to episode 103 of the MX Vice Show. This is part three. 103, part three. It's all free here. The show is free. Great times. Thank you to Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful, Manscaped, Planet Motor Holidays, Props Racing Parts, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces, and Armour Nutrition. This is part three, as I mentioned many times, and that means it's presented by our great friends at Prox Racing Parts, who supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence why everything the Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the highest level requirements that all motocross riders require. Many of the Prox parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. Ruben Fernandez put his Prox-powered machine on the Indonesian podium last time MXGP raced, which now that I say that does feel like quite a long time a go how are you doing james are you having a good time oh always a great time this always a great time you're gonna need another three weeks off after this no no it should be good like i said on the men now so uh it's looking good for me that's fine i mean i wasn't concerned but i'm sure someone was somewhere yeah there was a couple of people that's good couldn't have asked for much more could you no 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 um well supercross so what was a bit of an enigma has become more of a known quantity. Uh, we now know that the opening round will be at Cardiff. We now know that Ken Roxon will be doing the full championship. We now know that Eli Tomac will be wildcarding at round one. We still don't know who all of the teams are, who any of really the other riders are, or where the remaining two rounds are. But 
So far, is this enough to make you intrigued? Yep. 100%. I think uh, the bar has been raised um, gradually um, with these recent announcements. But what I think is an indicator is when we ever, ever we post on social media, it's uh, people's reactions to the posts. And I can't remember. It's, it was like 200-odd comments with let's get tickets, tagging people in and everything else. And that tells me whether something's going to be quite successful or not. And well, the post that we the post that we put on Facebook announcing Cardiff and Tomac um had way over a thousand comments, which is like it was like the amount of comments it had was like Lad Bible territory. Like, yeah, it was you, quite shocking. Exactly. You can tell the interest in the public. And I think people have been crying out for something like this. Like this is no disrespect to okay. Arena Cross. No, but, but wait, hold on. I have got a quite I've got a point for that. I want to challenge you on this. Why so, like we say, clearly there is a um, crying out for it, blah, blah, blah. But why didn't the SMX work then? I I don't know, because I went, I actually went to that event with you, and I actually thought it was quite good. Wrong so, location? Maybe, wrong location, yeah. I, I don't think they were that far off of it, because they had Dungy there. And... This is what I mean. It doesn't make sense, unless I think maybe just the idea of teams, of manufacturers competing against each other just wasn't something that fans cared about because no um like I, formula I one the constructors yeah. championship is a big deal but in motocross who really cares yeah it's all about the riders so um yeah i think i think that it's a shame that they didn't kind of look at that and just say right okay that was great for the first opportunity but let's tweak it and, and go again however they haven't and the guys at wsx have picked it up and um do you know what i i <laughs> They, they again they're they're building quite a lot of excitement in it and in getting people like Roxin involved in, in Tomac. You if you're gonna do this, you gotta go big or, or don't do it at all. Um and, and I like what I've seen so far. It's 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 gauged enough interest for people to want to get behind it and start talking about it. And I think that was always gonna be the biggest hurdle. And like you say, over a thousand comments on um on that post like i when i seen it was it was 200 but it was it was initially that you know first couple of hours and people were just yeah let's let's do it da, 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 da. and that tells me something like you know you you see some events which, which gets you know that much interest and you know it's going to be successful do you in your position as i don't really know what we call you but do you feel as though cardiff is a must attend event for you um the I think, I think once you start to get people like Roxon and Tomac there, then you have to ask yourself the question of why would you you want to be there and cover it? Well, yeah, but I'm asking you specifically, it's because you're very close to it. Would are you in your mind? Are you like I have to go, or are you not there yet? Uh, I'm not there yet, and it, I mean, if you're going to go to Cardiff, my advice would be um, stay over and book early for a hotel because getting to the place sucks balls um so um a little bit of advice there is is definitely get a hotel booked in in stay over rather than trying to try and get out it god knows what time with uh sixty thousand people or whatever so the thought is that the final two rounds will be indonesia and australia although there's a chance that it will just be an australian double header um which would make teams. sense i guess because there it's a newly formed championship and they're trying to make the money go as as far as they can well this is a pilot championship yeah so. Um, uh, three teams still to be announced only uh, seven of the ten 
officially licensed teams have been announced so far, which is surprising. Like when you think about it, I, this crossed my mind the other day. We are only, we are less than three months from the launch of this championship. So when you think about it like that, we are like, there isn't much known considering we're three months away. Like I've got to think that they're stressing a little bit. Well, 12 weeks is, is no time at all. So if you when you're trying to launch an all new world championship, like you'd think I would have thought by this point, we would have the calendar, all of the teams, all of the riders, uh, know everything. And like, we'd have track maps, we'd have everything. But But this is the the thing, hey, when you're starting something from scratch, um, you, you can present the idea. I mean, this is the whole thing. Like, you know, what they're, what they're doing, they're presenting the idea and hoping that people will see enough to get involved in it. And, and, And I'm pretty sure there's probably five or six teams which are vying for those remaining spots, which they're probably trying to sort out now. Because let's face it, as a team, there's a package there which can actually be um, used correctly to be able to do this championship. The The, the thing is, is like, uh, it's, a, it's a now is a good time as well because you're hitting people right with the budgets because everybody's like manufacturers and in, in, in brands are looking at budgets for, for, for next year. So this is, this couldn't have hit at a better time because at least people have got a choice now of what to spend their budgets on. I don't really need a budget for it because the, t- the championship covers all your um, travel costs and stuff. So. Yeah. But so much like, I mean, as in getting bikes and as in getting parts, as oh, in getting right, yeah. um, y- y- your kit and stuff like that, that, that those are the deals which need to be done and that's going to take some extra budget. So you just have to uh, think about that side and, and whether there's uh, you know, the supply chain and stuff like that. So, but I expect, you know, in the next couple of weeks, we'll, we'll have a few more team announcements. I'm, I look, no need to panic. It's an, it's a new championship. They're, 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 they've started. Who's panicking? Scratch. Like you just said, is it like press the panic button 12 weeks away? No, I, I, fuck me. <laughs> the words press the panic button was never coming out of my mouth. I just said, they must be now, I think I said panicking, but they must now be panicking as you would. Like we're 12 weeks away. So it's like pressure time now. Like yeah. we've got to and dot I'm the saying, eyes across the yeah, We don't need to because I'm pretty sure they've probably got all that running in the background. No, but... we don't need to, but I'm saying that the pressure must be on them at this point. I've, absolutely. But I'm pretty sure they they've got everything in hand and they can't they they obviously know a lot more than what they're they're putting out so um i'm pretty sure they're quietly confident um but the key thing is is you have to put this out there you have to put the 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 dream the, the the foundations out there to get people to buy in and get people involved you can only talk about something for so long you have to start the wheels in motion you have to do it in uh you know full credit to them i think it's going to be a very successful series I, I think I've said this all along. The first round will get a lot of interest. It will get a lot of hype, a lot of interest. I, everyone will just be intrigued to see how it looks, how it runs, what's different, blah, blah, blah. Yep. I'm interested to see if the interest lasts by the time we get to, well, I guess it's only three rounds this year now. But next year, when we get to round four, is the interest still there? That's what I'm interested to see. Yeah, I think Same you're right interest. on that one as well, is, is to carry that interest from round to round. I think it's a brave option as well to start in the UK. Um, where you've you've had um, the there was like an indoor supercross series. I can't remember what it was called. Um, John is it John John Helland? What used to run it? Um, and then it Future went, West. Future West, and then it's transfer transfer. You know, Arena Cross. Then they've you know okay, they've brought in sort of five thousand people before, um, but it's never really been that successful. Um, so I think it's brave starting it in the UK for a start. Yeah, but those those events don't have international appeal. Like they don't attract people from France, Belgium, and stuff. This the idea is this would. Yeah, you got hope. You, you know, you know, fingers crossed. You got hope that people from other countries are going to want to travel to the UK. 
Oh, uh, I know watch someone, this event. someone tweeted you for advice on where to fly to, and I'm guessing you didn't reply to them. Yeah, no, I did reply to him, you prick. Oh, good, good guy. Yeah. Such. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, we know we know a lot more now, but we still don't know that much. Um, this is a, this is what I think the problem, the fault, or the underlying problem with a series is. I think the interest is more in the what's it going to run like, what's it going to look like, more than the actual competition side. I don't think I don't think that the interest will be there for a, like who's going to win this weekend kind of thing. I think the interest will be more in what's this going to run like, which yeah. is fine, but again, that's not sustainable because eventually we'll, we will have an answer to what is this going to run like. Yeah, I agree. That's good. And obviously the World Supercross Championship making some waves is your Planet Moto bombshell of the week. Escaping everyday life and riding in Spain has never been better thanks to the guys at Planet Moto Holidays. 2022-2023 dates are available. Planet Moto Holidays on Facebook and Instagram is the best way to secure your spot with a small deposit. Ride tracks like Red Sand this winter is coming up fast and spaces are going quickly. So jump on social media, Planet Moto Holidays, or the planetmoto.co website to learn more including the Planet Moto Academy, which has its own little um, USP. If you're looking for something a little more, what would you say, uh, structured. Rather than a holiday, you want more of a winter program, the Planet Moto Academy. Lots going on at Planet Moto Holidays. That is your Planet Moto bombshell of the week. Also, to add to that, Josh Spinks has got a, a training session um, out in uh, Planet Moto again this winter. So check out that one. I know a lot of uh, people say great things about Josh Spinks in training, uh, especially at Planet Moto. And also congratulations to Max and Jasmine, who uh, tied the knot, uh, I believe, at the weekend. So congrats, guys. Um, they're the guys behind Planet Moto. So um, great people, great company. Um, if you're looking to get away in the winter, that is the place to be. Okay. Do you want to host the podcast? Or I've uh, been there, done that. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? No, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I wanted to obviously know a little bit about your um, insights into uh, Thailand, because uh, not Thailand, into uh, you Indonesia. Literally, in in our conversations, you have called it Thailand a lot. It's because I just want it. I want it to be Thailand. I really like Thailand. But the amount of times you've said to me, "Oh, you're back from Thailand," yeah, and yeah. I just go along with it because I'm like, there's just no point correcting yeah. him. Um, predictions for this weekend. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to go uh, against the grain. I'm going to go Fevra for the win in MXGP. Um, and I am going to go... Hmm. I'm going to go... Vial's going to dominate. I will go uh, Geyser and Vial because you can't really go wrong with that prediction, can you? You've got a good chance of being right. So Kind of boring, though, isn't it? Yeah, play within the... Don't want to stretch yeah. outside Ooh. the comfort zone. Oh, yeah. Colour within the lines. Yeah. You know what you can guarantee? Uh, what's that? Whether it's Geyser, whether it's Sewer, whether it's Fevra, whether it's Prado, almost guaranteed that a rental rider will win MXGP this weekend because a majority of the factory riders and teams in the MXGP paddock choose to be a part of the winning world of Rentful. The winning brand in manufacturing and design for the last half century, Rentful continues to lead the world at the very top level of the sport, amassing more championship titles than all competing brands combined. Rentful's, Rentful's records are unsurpassable with... 239 US titles and 232 world titles for 470 major championship titles combined. 
Thanks to the hard work and dedication to detail, the Rental Factory has been helping world-class riders achieve their championship goals since the beginning in 1969. That's at Rentful Moto on social media if you want to give them a follow. And hey, why wouldn't you want to join the winning world in of Rentful? It's just too good to pass up. An opportunity of a lifetime. And everyone can jump in, get involved. Why not? Do it. Do it. Uh, right, James. Um, anything else you want to say? Yeah, Lewis, remember that episode where we pressed, we forgot to press the record button? Don't tell me that this happened again. No, it's not. Oh. I just wanted to see how you felt. Oh, okay. That was funny. Um, <laughs> never change. Uh, the final part of the MX Vice show was brought to you by Prox Racing Parts, who supply genuine replacement products which meet or even exceed OEM quality. All parts are manufactured to highest quality standard at state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities around the world. Hence why everything, everything the Prox Racing Parts offer exceeds the highest level requirements for all motocross riders require. Many of the Prox parts are actually made by the same suppliers to the OEMs. Head to pro-x.com now to learn more. Thank you to Fly Racing, Liat, Scott Sports, Rentful, Manscaped, Planet Motor Holidays, Prox Racing Parts, MXGP TV, Even Strokes, Asterix Knee Braces, and Armour Nutrition. Final thoughts, James? Uh, final thoughts are, with everything what's been kind of said over the last uh, month with people saying about, you know, Indonesia and the gates and everything else, people, we have 40 on the gate in both classes. Less unite, rejoice, and go forward. That's nice of you. Um, feel like that was a little. Uh, feel like feel like there was a bit of um tactic behind that, but very nice, very Not nice indeed. No, I just think it's it's actually nice to see forty on the line, um, and it's going to be some great racing. Lockett's always produced good racing. Has it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why do we have a reason to doubt you? Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you for sticking with us. I hope you've enjoyed episode 103. We will be back next week with episode 104 covering Lockett. I'm Lewis Phillips, your host. That's James Burfield, the co-host. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. You are listening to the MX Vice Show. Even Strokes is the newest e-commerce store in motocross. Built by motocross enthusiasts, Evenstrokes understands your need and offers all of the products you need for a weekend at the track. Shop now for Yoko, Alpine Stars, Fast House, and more at Evenstrokes.com. Escaping everyday life and riding in Spain has never been better, and you can still experience that right now. Planet Moto still have packages available, plus customizable options with the Planet Moto Academy. If you want to hit the tracks like Red Sand as soon as possible, Visit planetmoto.co for more information. Known for producing the world's most effective neck braces, Liat continues to evolve and can now protect riders from head to toe. No matter whether it is their new for 2021 4.5 boot, which offers advanced technology at a mid-range price point, or the all-new 7.5 helmet that comes with free Liat bulletproof velocity goggles, Liat has you covered. Shop Liat's extensive line of off-road gear on www.liat.com. You are listening to the MX Vice Show.